This time on Dirt Tracker Conversations, we have our first ever repeat guest. Joshua Joyner joined us back in January to kind of preview the Dirt Late Model season, uh, but we didn't talk really any Hunt the Front stuff, which is what the Joyner family has kind of become known for. So this time on the show, Joshua comes on and we talk a whole lot of stuff, kind of about the business of Hunt the Front. Uh, they're getting ready to promote their second ever uh, Super Late Model race that's going to happen later this year, so we talk a lot about promoting and getting that together. Uh, we also talk about their new shop, kind of the future of what the you know the actual dirt late model team will look like for Hunt the Front, and a whole lot more. So if you're interested, kind of in the business of Hunt the Front uh, and some behind the scenes stuff, this is a great episode. Also a good episode, uh, kind of just generally about race promoting. So please enjoy the next of uh, 35, 40 ish minutes with Joshua Joiner. Joining me on the show is RV and travel blogger Joshua Joiner. Uh, Joshua, I wanted to ask you about your uh, your your RV stuff this year that you uh, did with your wife. Uh, we'll just kick that off. Uh, why did you start that channel and and tell me about the that experience doing all that stuff? Well, I, I appreciate the uh, shout out for that. It's, it's just the Joiners is the name of the channel. If anyone wants to go follow, we haven't posted a video in a couple of weeks, so uh, we're already slacking. But um, no, it's it's just something different. Um, you know, we do all the video stuff without the front. Uh, obviously, and um, I, the cool thing about it with Hunt the Front is, um, you know, it gives us something to to go back and watch these videos, and kind of our memories are are there, they're captured, right? Um, so my wife and I had the ideas. We were going on a, you know, getting ready to go on some trips this earlier this year, and knew we had a big trip this summer, uh, a month long RV trip out to the west. Um, that we, you know, we do the same thing um, and kind of, you know, capture the memory, I guess, so to speak, for our kids to look back on when they're older, and us to look back on whenever uh we're older so anyway i think that was uh kind of the motivation behind it <laughs> nice so i had you on you're actually my first repeat guest uh that i've had on the show in the whatever two years nice. i've been doing this and i had you on i think it was back in january and, and we didn't talk mm -hmm. any health the front at all like we basically just talked a whole bunch of other late model stuff and just kind of wanted to get your take on a lot of those things before the season started but now i kind of want to talk about some hunt the front stuff and and uh some different things you guys got going on and I want to start with, you know, I talked about it last week on my daily show. You guys are going to promote an event later this year at Deep South Speedway. You promoted an event last year uh, at Southern Raceway as well. Talk me through just kind of generally how you guys decide to get involved in race promoting and, and you know, how you kind of got started even with that event last year. Yeah. So, I mean, for, for us, one thing, you know, we've always wanted to do is kind of bring help bring, I guess, more late model racing, you know, to, to our area. That's one unfortunate thing is, you know, we go to you know, all these races we travel to and, and have been since we really started the channel and got it going. And, and there's as we've kind of expanded and started going to bigger races, there's less and less opportunities to race, you know, closer to home. Um, and uh, it's been that way for a while where the, the late model racing, um, super late model racing, at least there's, there's some good crate uh, races or, or racers in our area. And um, there hasn't been a whole lot of super late model racing. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate. So that's one thing we kind of wanted to, uh, you know, to, to help bring back supers to our, to our area. And so we kind of, we worked with, uh, uh Tom and, and his crew at Southern Raceway last year, um, on the King of the Sandbox race. Um, and, uh, it, it did, you know, we were happy with it. Um, it showed in the car count, uh, that there isn't a whole lot of supers in this area and we didn't have a great turnout, but we got some big name guys and a couple of the locals and put on a good show. And, uh, I just wanted to try something different this year with another one of our, um, home track. So Southern Raceway was where we were last year. It's our hometown, Milton, Florida. Our, you know, I guess you would say our second home track would be Deep South Speedway in, in Loxley, Alabama, which is just across the uh, state line there on the Alabama Gulf Coast near uh, near Mobile. 
um, about 45 minutes from us. So um, it's actually where I, I started right, my racing career at years, years ago. But um, anyway, so we, we're going to work with them this year on kind of a, the same deal and, and, and bring some, you know, hopefully some good uh, super late model racing uh, there this year. Uh, race promoting is obviously can be a very difficult business and and you you guys kind of from all of the different things you've done uh, you know obviously you worked at world racing groups and you, you your involvement with tracks and series and and the stuff you guys do with hunt the front when you jumped into doing this last year were there things that you weren't prepared for were the things that surprised you as you got into this oh absolutely <laughs> it was um so working with uh with tom lowry at southern raceway whenever uh you know whenever we first had the idea and and, and we we met about it and and kind of told him us what we wanted to do is to get into a little bit of event promotion. And, and we've worked with them on a couple other events uh, since then. And, and he kind of warned me, you know, that, hey, this is, isn't as easy as you think. Um, and uh, he was absolutely 100% correct. Uh, figured that out real quick that, um, you know, I, I thought race nights were busy. And then, as you mentioned, I've done a lot of different stuff. So I've experienced racing from just about every, every angle you can. But as the, an event promoter, that was my first time uh, last no November there for the King of the Sandbox race. Um, and yeah, it blew my mind how much like from, um, you know, having a, a, a breaker in the, uh, tower, you know, smoking and you're thinking the tower is about to catch on fire in the middle of your event, it literally could ruin everything with your, your event, um, to watching the weather, uh, like you're just sitting there, every little thing that could go wrong. You're, you're just waiting for it to go wrong. Um, so, uh, and, and then just like, like November, you know, that, that race, you know, like I had no idea. Like I'm usually I'm so involved with what's going on with the actual racing on the track, um, you know, like, you know, like with Joseph, my brother with him racing and, and the other guys that I follow and everything. And like, I couldn't, at the end of the night, I can hardly tell you what happened on the, actually on the track. Cause we had so much, there's so much going into it from an event perspective. Um, you know, and I don't, I don't envy the, the guys that do that every week that that's their, their job is to make sure, you know, keep all those wheels turning uh, on that side of it. Cause you don't really realize what else going on. It seemed like last year things went pretty well. And Brandon Overton ended up winning the race. You know, uh, one of the top guys in the sport right now. You guys deciding to do this again this year. Uh, how long have kind of discussions been going on? Was this like when you guys got done last year? You're like, all right, we're going to do this again next year. Or was this something that's kind of come <laughs> up lately? Or you know, how does that go for you guys to do it again? Um, well, it's funny because there's I've, I've gone back and forth on it. Uh, last um, so if you'd asked me the so it was a Friday Saturday night show last November at Southern there, and if you'd asked me on Friday or Saturday morning, if we thought, if I thought the event would happen again, I would have told you absolutely not. Like I didn't even want to, <laughs> we, we just had to, like I said, everything that could go wrong had gone wrong the night before from, you know, the track, uh, getting really dusty to, you know, the, the car count wasn't what we wanted. We had really good fan turnout, fan support, um, you know, to just, just, I was so frustrated with, with it. Uh, but then we showed up Saturday and, and it was really a really good night. One of the biggest crowds, uh, Southern Raceway ever had, um, you know, came out on, on Saturday, uh, Overton did win and, it was a pretty good show. One of our, our locals, uh, Bo Slape, you know, out um, set the track record, out qualified everybody, and led some laps, and then Overton got by him. But it, so it was pretty cool for our, our local fan base to see a local driver do well. Um, and uh, so anyway, I, I left there thinking that was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, that was a lot a, a great experience, and, and I'm glad everything went well. But I didn't really know that I wanted to do it again. <laughs> but um, I guess uh, you know, six or seven months later, um, you know, when it's time to start talking about actually doing it again. Um, you know, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about some of that. And so it, um, you know, I, I guess it, it just, you know, get, after being away from it a while or removed from it a while, and, and I could think more about what we learned and some things we do differently. Um, you know, I was able to, to see a way that we could do it a little bit better and hopefully less stressful. 
this time around and, and kind of just decided, um, you know, that we should do that. And the other reason really what the motivating factor for us is if we don't have this race that weekend is, um, by the way, it's the third weekend in November, the weekend, uh, before Thanksgiving at deep South speedway in Locksdale, Alabama there. Um, we won't have raced at deep South at all this year. Uh, and we wouldn't have raced at Southern, uh, since February. So it's really, we haven't, wouldn't have raced within really four hours from home all since, you know, but twice this season and both races were, oh, well, February and March, excuse me. Um, um, three weekends we raced, but since then we've been on the road so much. So it was almost like, you know, to give us a chance to race close to home in front of our, you know, local fans and, and, you know, at our home track, uh, one of our home tracks is kind of what motivated us to do it. Uh, you know, looking over last year and, and, you know, whatever notes and things that you, you know, the discussions you guys have had, what are things you want to do different this year versus what you did last year? Um, well, I think, so, you know, we, we did move the race from Southern Raceway to Deep South Speedway. And I think, um, you know, Deep South is, is a newer facility. It's not brand new, but it was, you know, uh, quite a bit newer facility. Um, and it's had a lot of work done to it recently since, um, uh, Billy Roberson and his crew, um, um, his guys took over the track a few years ago and have just done a lot of work over there. Uh, and I think that's one thing that, you know, I thought about if you, you know, I feel like we're entering an age or, or a, a, a era in this, in our sport where, you know, it's becoming a, probably a lot more professionalized. And, um, you know, when you see these guys that are, you know, million dollar, million, million dollar teams, you know, racing and you're watching them on flow and XR, you know, when you put on an event that you're trying to get some of those guys like Brandon Overton and, you know, Max Blair and Ashton Winger and some of those guys we got to come last year and hopefully get those and more uh, this year, you want to put on a, you know, have a professional, um, you know, vibe to the event. And unfortunately, Southern Raceways, um, you know, needs a lot of upkeep, you know, or it's, it's an older facility and, you know, we didn't really feel like maybe didn't, wasn't quite ready for that event again. So that's one thing we changed, um, you know, was, was looking for a little bit. Um, from the facility in to fit something that we hope, you know, can grow into a, a every year big event, kind of like, you know, we go to, you know, Fairbury and Cedar Lake and, and these, you know, uh, these races, all these races we go to, you know, they have to start somewhere. And if you don't, you know, for us, that's our vision is to grow an event that kind of, you know, down the road, many, many years down the road and with a lot of work, hopefully can, you know, become something like that. Um, so we wanted, you know, to kind of, you know, have more of a vision for growing this thing in the future. Uh, and that's why we, um, you know, we, we look somewhere else, um, as far as the, the event goes, I think, um, for us reach, you know, getting this thing announced and, and out earlier, like this, this deal last year didn't even come together until it was at, actually at the, at the world 100, um, that I, I spoke with, uh, Michael Rigsby at Flow Racing about it and having him on board to stream it. Uh, by the way, it will be the first, this is the first public announcement, but this race will be on Flow Racing. <laughs> so I hadn't, we hadn't, we got that under contract, but hadn't really announced it yet. Um, so, uh, but yeah, having them on board and that, so it was after the world last year that we even got the, the, the wheels turning, um, put it all together. So we're, we're well over a month ahead, getting the word out about it. Um, which, you know, is, is my whole goal going to the world 100, uh, in a couple of weeks is to, you know, talk to drivers and try to get, you know, a lot of the, the, uh, a lot of drivers, you know, planning on coming down. Cause you think drivers, you know, see announcements and stuff that goes out on Facebook and dirt on dirt.com and maybe, you know, your podcast, <laughs> but then you go up to them and say, Hey man, did you hear about the race? And you know, they're like, what race, you know, what track and what, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, <laughs> so, um, so definitely that's going to be my main objective is, is just, you know, really getting out there. Um, you know, I know most of these guys from my time in the sport and, and going to these races. So, um, you know, really making sure they're aware of the race, hopefully, uh, planning on coming. Um, so that we have a little bit better car count and a few more of the big name guys come down this year. 
Uh, you guys are actually putting up like some really nice money. 5,000 to win Friday, 20,000 to win Saturday. As the promoter, does it make you nervous to have that much money uh, on the line for one of these shows? Well, I mean, um, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, first, I'll say uh, last year, uh, Tom Lauer at Southern Raceway, we were, you know, they were, we, we were partners on the event. And this year with the, the, the deal at Deep South, um, Billy Roberson and his team were, were partnered with them on the event. So it's, you know, it's, it's not just us putting our neck out there. It's the track as well. So um, definitely, um, you know, they're, they're definitely, we appreciate them stepping up and be willing to do that. But uh, we have some great sponsors. Um, obviously, Sweet Victory was our presenting sponsor, Sweet Victory Apparel. Um, she was our, um, Jenna and her, her crew were our, um, uh, presenting sponsor last year and we're working, hopefully, I know she's going to be involved in some capacity this year. Um, hope to have that announcement soon and, and a few other sponsors. So, um, I, I think, I think in any, that's one thing, like, I feel like, you know, I, I have a pretty good background on or grasp of is, is, um, you, you know, how many people, you know, like it's going to take to actually clear the, the gate, uh, from the gate to clear you know, what we're going to um, put out as far as a payout, plus the other revenues we have coming in between sponsorships and, and the streaming and all that. So, um, yeah, there's there's always a chance you could lose money and it makes you nervous. Um, like I said, I, I that is one thing I, I will, and I'm sure I'll start doing, you know, as it gets closer to time, but like, you don't, like, I've never thought about a 28-day forecast before, um, you know, last November or October. And I started like, you know, seeing how far out in the, for, you can know, a weather forecast go. And so like, literally, uh, you're updating, you know, every, every morning, that's what I would do is wake up and, and check the, the weather forecast, even like, you know, three and four weeks out, of course it's, it's way off. And, and thank God we had amazing weather, um, that weekend, uh, which really helped. But, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's nerve wracking, but, um, you know, I think, you know, we're in a position that, that we can plan and, and, you know, and, and we know about what we can expect as far as turnout and, um, and viewership and all that. And so we kind of planned it so that, um, you know, if we do, happen to lose money it's not it's not a lot hopefully um so yeah I, I know you've worked with with rigsby in the past at flow racing and you guys have done video content stuff with them were, were they just kind of the easy selection when it comes to the streaming stuff i feel like there's kind of more and more options now that you could have gone in in terms of who could put that event on for yeah. you but was that just the easy choice there um so yeah like i mean i, I don't know it was an easy choice because i mean we know I mean, I'll be honest, we can make a lot more money doing a pay-per-view. Um, I, we, we know that, like, you know, like we, we feel, feel like, like, but you kind of have to balance like where we, you know, at that point and even this, like we have a partnership with flow, you know, we also have one with XR and we work with them, but you know, at that point last year we had been, you know, promoting flow and, and, you know, um, you know, marketing them for going on six months at that point, we had an ongoing, um, you know, uh, monthly partnership with them. And so we felt like it would kind of be, unfair to our fan base to, you know, you know, have promoted flow racing all, all year to go out and buy flow racing, but Hey, we're going to put on this big event, but we're not going to put it on the platform that we promoted all year. Um, so that was, you know, I guess loyalty to flow for being a partner and also, you know, to our fan base for, you know, um, already having most, a lot of our fan base jumped on board with flow, uh, for the world, for the big race at Sonoa. And I mean, there, it was a stretch there where we were on, we were racing on flow racing for just about every weekend, you know, all through the fall. So it, it really made sense not to to gouge our our fan base, you know, so to speak, and, and others who are already on Flow. Um, and Flow just does a great job. Like there's, you know, like I said, there, I think that's you know, if you start talking about the business end of, um, you know, this stuff, like, and and we, you know, we do, do we do some stream uh, our own pay per view events when it makes sense. We've worked with you know a couple out at Southern Raceway. Um, you know, we were involved with the stream at uh, at uh, Buckshot Speedway at the Southern All Stars race this this past weekend um you know on that end and we're going to do that more but we're only going to do that where that makes sense with races that aren't 
on one of the major platforms, you know, that most of our viewers and most of, you know, as we feel as racers, you know, as racers and race fans, most people already have. Um, but you know, you gotta have to balance that if you're, you know, if you're a promoter looking at, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to put on a pay-per-view and you might make more revenue, but your, you know, your audience is much smaller. So if you're trying to grow an event, you know, flow racing where, you know, there's, you know, thousands of people on there, um, and thousands of people are going to be watching and you're going to be reaching that audience, you know, it, it kind of behooves you to, to maybe take a little bit less in the revenue side, um, to kind of help grow your event and kind of partner with a great company like flow to do that. Yeah. Uh, I obviously at my time at World Racing Group spent a ton of time working on the Duravision product, so I, you know I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of the streaming stuff, and and I am very pro streaming. You know, there's obviously all sorts of you know opinions and ideas about the you know out there about streaming and you know revenue shares and all these different things. As you guys are doing this, and and obviously you guys are very video forward. You know, <laughs> your YouTube channel is kind of the centerpiece of all of this. But I'm wondering if there's ever any discussion about not doing a streaming, you know, a stream of your race as as it's coming up. Um. You know, for us, no. I mean, like I can understand why some promoters would would feel that way, or or be uh, be leery, or you know, a little bit leery of of streaming and what how it may affect them. But you know, for us, like I think you know, we're well aware that you know our audience. It's I mean, ten percent of our audience is from Australia. You know, like they're not coming. You know, by putting on a pay per view that they can watch is not. You know, we're not losing any ticket sales there. <laughs> so um, you know, and and you know, when I say audience, I mean our YouTube audience. Um, uh, and then we have other international countries, you know, people watching from. So um, for us, like, you know, and I would say major, major sanctioning bodies and major series where you're pulling in drivers from all over the country. And, you know, we got guys from Australia racing, you know, over here in the States these days. Um, you know, so it, it, you're drawing, you're able to draw a much larger audience by streaming, whether it's a pay-per-view or it's flow racing. And yeah, you may lose some, some local folks who, you know, for whatever reason, if the weather's cold or, um, you know, they don't feel like getting out, you know, maybe they, they you might lose some revenue there at the gate because of that but i think if you're smart about how you uh incorporate streaming as a promoter um you know it, it's it there's much more advantage to it um in almost every case i mean i don't think every race should be streamed um you know absolutely there's there's you know you know it's it needs to make sense um uh i think but but then there's some factors there but for the most part you know i think if you do it right um you know promoters should be embracing streaming um, and, and, and really the, the growth potential that it offers, like I said, for our event, getting it on flow racing in front of thousands of, of people, um, you know, is only going to help us down the road, you know, grow it. Um, and I think you've seen that with other, you know, tracks and other events, um, you know, the wild west shootout, um, on, uh, um, used to be on dirt on dirt. Now it's on flow racing every year. You know, that event I think is, is what it is. And the people who go, go because they probably saw it on, you know, the, the streaming and saw how, you know, how awesome it was and, and wanted to go. Um, so I think it's definitely, I, I think, I mean, you got to weigh the pros and cons, but I think usually the, the pros, um, if it's done right, outweigh the cons when it comes to streaming. I feel like we've seen, you know, a, a decent amount of, of racers, you know, over the years and obviously, you know, currently as well, kind of get involved in promoting races and, you know, the, the kind of high level version of we've seen that right now is, is Larson and Brad Sweet starting the high, lim high limit sprint car series. Mm -hmm. They're also, you know, working on silver dollar speedway. When you guys are in the position you're in, you guys obviously have a big audience to draw from. Is this just like a natural progression that this is something that was probably going to come up for you guys at some point? Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, I, I look at what you know Kyle Larson is is, is doing, and those guys are doing with the sprint car stuff. And I mean, I think it's, to me, it's probably motivating. Like you know, Kyle Larson is, is a sprint car guy, and he's having to race late models to race for you know for big money. Um, you know, like the Flow Racing Series, he's twenty two thousand to win uh, midweek shows. And probably for him, he was probably wondering why, why is no one doing that in sprint cars? You know, like, 
um, you know, like, or at least not a little bit more. So I think there's, I mean, I don't know personally, and you know, I've interviewed when I worked for dirt on dirt, I interviewed, uh, Kyle a few times, but, um, you know, I don't know him personally to know what his motivating factor, but I'm sure it had something to do with it. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, for us, and I'm sure for Kyle too, there is a little bit of you, you know, kind of wanting to, to give back a little bit, I guess, like, you know, uh, I feel for it, like I mentioned for us, you know, being able to bring in big time, super late model racing to our home area and an area that doesn't, doesn't see it. Um, yeah, there's, you know, we're, we're doing it, hoping to make a profit off the event, but we're also hoping to, um, for the track to make a, you know, we're, we're not just going in and leasing the track for as little as we can get and, you know, hoping to make as much money as we can. We're hoping to help the track make money too. So they can, you know, turn around and put that back into the track, hopefully in the local racing. So, um, for us, that's, that's a lot of the motivating factor. Um, and I, I would imagine there, you know, I know for us and a lot of the, the racers that get into promoting, um, you know, and there are quite a few out there, but even before, you know, all the streaming stuff, um, that, you know, took that, you know, that transition is you probably think you can do it a little better than the people that are, that are doing it. And that's probably, you know, again, you have no, idea. you know, like, like I said, you know, going into that race last November, I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, but at least you think like, Hey, if, you know, I can do this and I can you know do a better job of it. Maybe that's a little bit of a motivating factor. Um, you know, and, and, but, and that's just say bringing that driver's perspective, I think. Um, you know, and racers perspective, uh, to the promoting side of it. And, and a lot of times it works. I look at a guy like Ray cook, um, who's, you know, was obviously a long, is a race, still races and a long time racer and, you know, promoting, promoting his, uh, track, track, track County, um, race track up there. And then the, the, um, Schaefer's old, uh, series, Southern national spring nationals. And I think one of the best regional tours there is right now, um, or two of the best tour between the spring nationals and the Southern nationals. Uh, and I think a lot of that hap- is because he's, you know, seeing it from the racer's perspective and, and bringing that uh, perspective to promoting has helped him, you know, make his series one of the most, um, you know, you know, ideal ones to run for racers. Uh, so it's it's November 20th, 2022. It's the day after your event. When you come back and look at this thing, what what is your going to like, what's going to be your definition of success? Is it sold out crowd? Is it a million people watching the stream? Like, you know, what do you think you're uh, your uh, metrics are for for uh, for saying this was a success. Uh, well, you mentioned earlier, but as long as we don't, you know, lose a bunch of money and that's not an issue, then um, you know, and maybe even make a little bit, that's always great. But I think I think the biggest thing is I want to leave. I want fa- fans to leave there, and you know, and, and we know that the most majority of the fans that we know we know we get a lot of people from out of town, and last year we did um, have quite a few, you know, out of town folks, and I'm sure we will again this year. Uh, but I, I hope people leave, leave there. The majority of the people who are from within a, you know, two or three hour radius of, or, or closer, um, you know, having seen some of the, you know, at least a, a handful of the best drivers, the super late model drivers in the country race at their home track. Cause um, you know, that's, like I said, that's kind of the goal is, is to get those guys down there. And um, you know, if it's only like last year was only, you know, two or three of them and, and some regional guys and our local guys, but if we can, you know, keep getting those guys down there and the fans feel like they've seen them and, and they put on a good show, um, you know, I think we'll be happy with it and feel like we have, uh, some, um, some momentum going into some more stuff we have planned next year. Um, and hopefully doing the event again in, uh, you know, uh, in November again next year. I, I'm curious just kind of generally about, about the business of hunt the front and, and you, know, you guys are obviously trying to run a dirt late model team in the middle of all of this, right? So it's <laughs> like there's car maintenance and there's tires to buy and there's, you know, washing to be done and all of the things that every other dirt late model team has to do. But on top of that, you're trying to film, you're trying to edit, you're trying to promote, you know, you've got merch, now you're getting to race promoting. Like, do you guys sleep? Like, how do you guys get all of this done? <laughs> I'm glad somebody notices that and, uh, you know, you know kind of has an idea of how, how much it, it is behind it. It's, 
it's overwhelming. Like it's, um, I mean, you know, yeah, we're, we're living the dream and, you know, three years ago before we started this stuff, if, you know, um, if you'd have told us this is where we were, you know, we would absolutely think you're crazy. And, and, you know, I mean, we're still just, I mean, we're blown away by where, how far we've come and how lucky we are and fortunate we are. But at the same time, man, it's, um, you know, you hear people talk about burnout, like it is, it will wear you down, um, you know, with, with all that we have going on and, and it's a team, you know, deal like, uh, you know, Joseph as the driver and Jesse driving too, but you know, th those they're, they're working, you know, they're, they're the, the crew too, uh, with a couple other guys, Jordan, um, a couple other guys we got that help, um, you know, and then Jonathan does, uh, basically does all the video stuff by himself. And then, um, between, uh, uh myself and, and Jonathan's wife, shadow, we try to keep the business end of it going. We've got a, a couple ladies that help us in the, um, you know, with the merchandise, like the, our fulfillment team, I'll call it, um, trying to keep up on that. Um, and then, um, and we have a, 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 I would say some, um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not consultants. What's the, uh, like some freelancers, uh, uh what well, we do, we do have freelancers, video, VR for some, some artwork stuff, but, um, gosh, for you, someone who get, gives you guidance and helps you steer you in the right direction. Why am I losing, not thinking of the word, um, mentor. Anyway, we got a couple okay. mentors. Um, my wife who's an attorney is one and, and, and sees a lot from, you know, corporate attorney and a lot of business stuff. And then, um, you know, people will know him from our, um, he, cause he runs, he, he runs our, our, our merch trailer at a lot of events. Daniel is a really top notch finance guy. And he spends some time with us, spends some time with us every month, kind of keeping us on the right track because, um, I mean, anyone who's been into racing knows like you can spend really, it's really easy to spend more than you have, you know, and, and even though we're doing well and, and fortunate to have the, the sponsorship sponsors and the partners and, um, everyone on our Patreon, the fan club stuff, um, you know, the, to have that support, man, it goes, it goes quick. And if you're not careful, you know, you'll one, you'll burn yourself out from working too hard and you'll, you'll spend, you know, you'll, you'll blow through your, your, uh, funds if you're not careful too. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a lot. And, um, every day I feel like it's a new challenge, uh, with what we're doing. Like there's something, um, you know, something new that, you know, almost like fires that have to be put out or stuff that has to be taken care of. But, um, it's, it's, it's also kind of fun and rewarding when you, when you see how, you know, see it growing, um, this thing that's kind of just, just us and, and some friends and family working on it and, and really turned it into actually what feels like a, like I said, a, it's a business. It's a, um, it's an organization, you know, it's not just a, you know, a few guys, you know, having fun on the weekends and in the shop, like it's, it's a lot to it. Everyone plays their part. Uh, whenever things go well, it feels, you know, it feels rewarding for all of us, I think. How do you guys decide in terms of like the late model team itself? And, you know, we've seen you, you know, through your videos, upgrade trailers and trucks and different things. And, you know, how do you decide when you're going to kind of invest in certain things in the racing? Is that like you guys get together and say, okay, we've got this amount of money. What do we want to fix? So, you know, what do we want to make better? You know, and obviously in the middle of all this, you're trying to be competitive. So it's, you know, you right. want to make sure you've got good stuff for the late model. So how do you make those decisions? Um, Honestly, not as, as thought out as it should be. I'll, I'll tell you, like, um, you know, like, it, it, I mean, I'll be honest, like we, we got a new race car from Capital. We um, upgraded our, our, our truck, uh, um, you know, Toter uh, home and, um, and we uh, signed a lease on a new building to move into, not new, but a new to us building to move into all uh, late springtime. And, you know, then, you know, it came a time there where we were getting ready to go on a, a lengthy trip over the summer, a couple lengthy trips where it's like, we did not think that through like we just spent, spent all that and really overextended ourselves and um you know like it, it's it's we're none of us are business people like uh people you know that's that's where i'm trying to fit in and trying to help is is um you know with the, the whole 
crew is, is kind of being more business minded. And, um, you know, we look back on that and it's like, why didn't we think that was a good idea? And why didn't we plan a little more, you know, like, um, you know, plan for that a little more. Um, but, uh, you know, you manage to get through it. Um, and thankfully we, we have, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know, man, it's, it's tough. Like the race car stuff, I'll be honest, like capital race cars, they, you, you know, they kind of wanted us to get a new one. Um, you know, they had done some changes, uh, you know, and we, we worked really close with capital Marshall green and Shane plant and those guys. Um, and they, you know, we, we were in our older cars, uh, both our cars all before that were, I think the newest car we had was a late 2018. Um, uh, and so at that time, so they, and we had a new car and just couldn't get it right, uh, last year. And so they wanted us to, to get one, they did some change and wanted us to get the one for this year. And, um, so that was kind of, we were in line for that and it came about when it did and we did and the truck, we just, we had to have it. We knew we were getting ready to go to Wisconsin and, um, you know, the, to Eldora and multiple big trips and we're driving a single axle, you know, truck that can hardly get up down the road. <laughs> Um, pulling that big. I mean, it's it's great for you know what we were you know a year and a half ago. Um, but for a team that's trying to travel all around the country, we needed a you know a, a truck with more horsepower and dual axles, so uh, tandem axles. So um, I don't know. You just kind of gotta uh, you gotta try to be smart about it and, and not overextend yourself. And and um, you know when because I mean people don't we're on a budget, believe it or not. <laughs> so um, you know it's you gotta be smart about it and not get yourself in a bind. And, and we you know done okay so far, I guess. As a dirt late model team, you know, we, we've watched you guys go from, you know, running very regionally, crate shows, all the stuff. And and I mean, now, like you said, you guys went and ran USA Nationals this year. You're competing at Eldora. You're, you know, you're traveling a lot more. Is is there a point in the future where Hunt the Front is a, you know, touring with Lucas, touring with the Outlaws? Is is that where you guys are headed? Have you talked about that stuff? Oh, we, we talk about it all the time. And I think any any racer, you know, growing up or, or you know, coming up and, and having, you know, aspirations to, you know, to, to race professionally or, you know, I think, you know, that's that's the goal. You see those guys out there running national tours and, and everything and you think that's where you want to want to get to. But, um, you know, and I, I would say, you know, if you'd asked that, us that a year ago, we'd have probably have said, yeah, that's that's what we're hoping to do. But, man, I, after this year and, and what little bit of, you know, national traveling we've done, um, we obviously we're not following up excuse me, not following a tour, but, you know, we, we, we've gone on these trips, um, you know, that have kind of felt like national, <laughs> national touring, uh, when we've been able to, um, it has been, um, it's, it's hard, you know, it's the guys that are doing it and especially the guys that are doing it with the families and with kids and everything. Like I, it's like, I mean, and, and, and on their, you know, their, their spouses, like it's, it's, it's not a, it's not, you know, people say living the dream, but it is, it's not easy. Um, and you know, all of us, um, uh, have, have, uh, families, have kids, uh, Jesse, you know, he's getting ready to have his first, first child, um, him and Bethany, uh, early next year. And, um, I've got, you know, uh, uh three kids myself, Jonathan has two and Joseph has a baby, uh, almost a little over one year old. So, uh, I don't know, man, like it's hard to say, yeah, we're just gonna go run a national tour when you know what that means, you know, after, you know, the year we've had and what a little bit of traveling we've done, you realize that means, you know, a lot of time away from your family. Um, and thankfully, it's getting to the point that you don't really have to do that. You know, we've seen Jonathan Davenport while, yes, he's been, obviously this, I, I think it's crazy how much he's raced this summer, but you look at, you know, he took a, quite a bit of time off in the spring um, and he's, you know, making up for it, you know, in the summer racing a lot in the summer, but you know, you don't have to follow a national tour um, to, to, to race for good money these days. Um, so, so I don't know, like we're, we're kind of playing it by ear. I, I'll go ahead and tell you, we're not planning on running a national tour next year, or at least we, we haven't talked about it. We've talked about in the future. Um, but right now it's, it's more, you know, just kind of um gonna wait and see how things go come come january um with jesse having having his baby and a couple other things 
um, you know, about to come out, but, uh, we'll, we'll see. I won't say it's never going to happen, but right now it's kind of like, we're, we're not, we just don't feel like we're ready for that, to be honest with you. I would imagine that, you know, there is a, a hunt the front effect when you guys show up to a racetrack (laughs) and, and do you guys have promoters, racetrack owners calling you saying, Hey, I got a race come up going on this weekend. You guys going to come through. Is that something that happens to you guys? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, quite a bit. Uh, I feel like, um, it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool when we have that one. Um, you know, uh, uh, tracks reach out to us, series reach out to us and, and, you know, promoters, um, reach out to us. Um, I will say as a promoter myself, you know, promoting this event out here like, like last November, you know, any promoter not doing that, whether it's us or whether it's, you know, Tyler, Brandon Overton, you know, uh, Zach Dome, any guy at any level, you should be reaching out to them and asking them to come because, mm-hmm. you know, it just, one, it makes them feel good about it. And even if they can't come to that event, it, um, you know, they, you're at least on their radar. Right. So, um, I mean, as a, you know, promoter don't, you know, you know, you, you need to reach out to drivers and try to get them to your track. Uh, I feel like, especially for big events and you, you know, um, like that, but, but yeah, for us, it, it helps, um, you know, when we can, we know, cause we know we can help bring folks to the track, uh, and help sell pay-per-views or, or streaming subscriptions. So yeah, whenever a, a track or, um, you know, streaming company or somebody wants to work with us, you know, we're, we're definitely willing to, to try to, uh, make that happen and try to help out, you know, everyone involved so it, and it's pretty cool to, to be at that level where folks recognize that yep uh, i'll let you go here pretty quick i want to ask about your building and and kind of the, like what your current setup is like i know you've got your shop <laughs> and then i know you kind of got your merch area but you guys got this building and you know kind of talk me through the the setup you have now and then where you're going with this new building and and when we're going to see you in that new building yeah so it's uh it's kind of crazy because i think we signed the lease the lease on the building i, th- I think it was in may um and it's like we you know we thought well we'll be in it within a month or whatever and now it's uh it's going on september uh almost september now so um it, it's uh right now we are the shop the race team is working out of uh a, a, a three bay uh garage i think it's like 1200 square feet or something like that um uh in jonathan's backyard um his house uh, it does have a nice lean to that makes it you know doubles the space uh, with some outdoor space um but uh it's very cramped before you know we have to keep one car in the trailer uh in, in the toter because um we in the stacker because we don't we don't have enough uh, space for all four cars um and then we have a, a little small like uh, thousand square foot um you know in, uh, unit in a, a strip mall um in town where we do our merchandise and um where we record our podcasts and do some have a little studio set up there but uh yeah we got a new place uh, it's kind of funny because the the place is it's got a um like a checkered flag as a checkered uh, exterior anyone seen our videos and maybe seen the pictures seen it that's because it used to be um it was a welding shop way back in in the day and my dad actually was funny it was one of his first jobs after high school was working at that welding shop back in the late 70s early 80s um so it's kind of you know it's been there forever and then it was a um a uh like a race car parts and and you know working on cars uh place for a few years so uh it's kind of always been there and um there's not a whole lot available <laughs> <laughs> or commercial or any kind of real estate in this area in Florida. Uh, I imagine, it's, you know, I know it's like, like that in a lot of places, um, but that place became available at a, a decent price. And, um, you know, so, so we got it. It's, it's two buildings. So uh, side by side are kind of perpendicular. So one's going to be the shop uh, and one's going to be the merchandise area and storage area. Um, it's just taking a lot longer than expected to get everything set up. Um, we were out there last week. Um, Jonathan posted a picture of it, but we were having to cut down trees to make room for the, the truck to get in and out and you had to lift Jesse up on a, uh, the, 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 um, the backhoe 
way up in the air <laughs> and it, it was kind of sketchy but uh and i'm glad i wasn't the one up there but uh to cut a cut a limb off of a tree <laughs> but um but yeah it's been between trying to travel and keep the racing going and and the met business going and also trying to build out and work with contractors you getting stuff done over there it's been it's been a lot but hopefully hopefully our plan is to after we get back from eldora to the uh because we're, we're getting ready to go to bristol to do the cleus mcfarland um bristol 1000 stuff uh, this weekend labor day weekend and then we're going straight from there up to uh eldora so hopefully after we get up back to eldora we'll be moving into to that place hopefully is this going to be like where people can like come visit you like are you gonna have like a storefront of well I, we've talked about it having you know i don't know that it would just be like you know just hey show up whenever you want or anything H like that the front um, usa yeah i don't know if we're quite like that but it, we've talked about doing like you know scheduled tours or something like that i mean obviously we wouldn't want to do that where we are now in jonathan's backyard um <laughs> but uh you know but you know this place is a little more public um we might do that we're also um so far our race in november um we're uh we're we're talking about like the wednesday before the race so it'll be a practice on thursday and then race friday and saturday the uh wednesday before the race we're talking about um i think we're gonna try to do like a an open house type thing so um we are like i said about an hour from from deep south but folks who are able to kind of you know make the trip down and maybe come down a couple days early can kind of come hang out with us or something like that have a, a house uh housewarming shopwarming whatever you can call it a party before the uh the big race weekend um, well i'll let you go but uh where can we see you know the the cars here coming up what's your schedule like i know you said world 100 and and the bristol deal this week about well you know for the next at least few weeks where can we see you guys um honestly I, we, we're just trying to get through bristol and eldora um because it's been so much we you know getting ready for those events the the cletus mcfarland event there at bristol this weekend um the for the bristol 1000 joseph joseph i guess joseph is going to be driving one of the crown vicks there with uh with, with all the youtube stuff there so uh that'd be pretty cool and then we'll go up to eldora uh the weekend after that we're either um i think it's either magnolia motor speedway with the comp cam series or east alabama with the southern all-stars hadn't decided yet uh the the just saw that there's a fifty thousand one crate race at virginia motor speedway i think the weekend after that that we're probably going to go either go there or, or race with the world outlaws at boyd's um and then yeah i don't know like we were looking at it and it's like we'll be racing pretty much every weekend until pri like um wow you know it's, it's yeah and so yeah it's kind of it's kind of except for that well we were talking about things, taking thanksgiving off but now there's supposed to be a twenty thousand one crate show at cochran we'll probably go too so <laughs> it's uh it's crazy how much racing is going on and um you know how much uh you know like and good races that you kind of you know you, you hate to miss miss any of them um so it's, it's hard to take a weekend off and especially when you're running well and well you know last few weeks um the end of our midwest trip there and and here the last weekend at bookshop we've really gotten you know found some things on the car and got it running well so we want to hopefully go up to eldora and do well and then keep on going from there uh if people want to get tickets like you know what what are the kind of all the things they need to know about about your race coming up like you know is there going to be an on-sale date you know what's all the details there uh yeah i don't know if we're going to do a, a pre-sale deal we did that last year i don't I, we'll, we'll see and just stay tuned to uh you know obviously we'll put it in our in our videos if you watch on the front um our facebook page and the and the tracks facebook page deep south speedway um you know we'll, we'll announce everything on there all the details are still still coming together uh, as far as uh support divisions and um you know and, and like i said the, the streaming deal is going to be on flow um you know getting that here first um and then like i said it'll be a five thousand to win yeah five thousand breaking news it'll be a five thousand to win 500 to start friday night for super late models and then uh twenty thousand to win uh a thousand to start saturday night for supers so um uh, and deep south speedway is it's like a half hour from orange beach and gulf shores um is uh you know beautiful alabama gulf coast um usually that time of year is really nice so um you know we've already got people t uh, telling us they, they're you know booking hotels on the beach booking uh, campgrounds and gonna make a trip out of it i personally suggest 
coming down to Sonoa. We'll, we'll be there at Sonoa Raceway um, for the uh, Peach State Classic um, the weekend before our race, the second weekend in November there, and then just come on down, hang out on the beach uh, for the week, and then come up back to, or come to Deep South uh, the following weekend and race in you know, for our race. So uh, racers, race fans, go ahead, put it on your calendar, uh, come on out um, and en- enjoy a uh, nice uh, you know, end to the season uh, down on the coast. Nice. Uh, so make sure you are uh, following, subscribing, all of those things to Hunt the Front across social media and YouTube. Uh, where can we get Hunt the Front merch? HDFmerch.com. HDFmerch.com. There you go. All yeah. kinds of great uh, merch stuff there. So check that out. Uh, Joshua, thanks for the time. Hey, man. Appreciate it.